Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. <laughs> It is Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox, Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman is in the uh, house as well, executive producer. This segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory, featuring the Sig Sauer P322 still, and they also have Mantis X. We've been talking about uh, that a lot, and we'll continue to do that. But if you're looking for any type of firearm, go to your gun concierge, Razorback Armory, in pair on Manchester Road. Find their address and learn about uh, Jesse and Brad and the crew uh, at RazorbackArmory.com. So here's a discussion we have uh, quite often, uh, that if you go into Razorback Armory or the range or wherever you go to buy your, your weapons and you fill out that form 4473, at some point, about halfway down the form, I think you come to question like 21E, I think it is, that asks, you out. That asks whether or not you are a user of an illegal substance like marijuana or you know some other controlled substance and that that is a still federally illegal even though a lot of states now like Missouri effective last weekend it is legal to have recreational marijuana to buy it to use it so you have a conflict when you face uh, that that form, and now we have Aiden Johnston with us, who is uh, Gun Owners of America's Federal Affairs Director. He's been on before. He's a St. Louis native, and we wanted to talk to him about this because a a judge in Oklahoma has actually made a ruling on this recently, which is pretty interesting. Aiden, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, feel free to correct me there. I don't know if it's question 21 or not, but it seems like it's something like that uh, where, where you face that question on your 4473, and this has been a dilemma for a while, right? Yes, yeah, so you're absolutely right about uh, you the form where you have to check that box, and the, the problem is it's not illegal, right? It's only illegal under uh, some archaic federal law in Missouri. You know, you guys have legalized um, recreational marijuana, uh, and medical marijuana, et cetera. So why should you be prohibited from exercising your constitutional right to keep and bear arms for engaging in what is lawful activity in Missouri because some bureaucrat won't take that question uh, <laughs> off that federal form? Well, That's may- ridiculous. You shouldn't be going to jail. M- maybe, Aiden, but, but I, I would argue that it also mentions controlled substance there. Like if you're illegally using... Uh, you know, oxycodone or hydrocodone or whatever, something like that. Hopefully you're not using that at the same time you're using weapons. Maybe they just need to remove marijuana from that question. Right. Well, whatever your position is on uh, the legalization of some drugs or, or, or marijuana specifically, um, if a state has chosen to legalize something, um, it's ridiculous to deprive someone of, of their constitutional right uh, 
because they're following and abiding by a state law. Um, but you're absolutely right. There are bills in Congress that are uh, much more targeted than uh, letting anyone who does any kind of drugs uh, have any type of firearm. Um, and, and often it's much more, uh, the solution is much more simple, just taking marijuana off that uh, federal schedule um, so it's no longer regulated, no longer uh, rather criminalized um, in such a way. And then if you did that, um, all of the gun problems would sort of disappear with that question. And people who use marijuana at the state level uh, would also not be guilty of some sort of federal crime. Aiden Johnston is our guest from Gun Owners of America, uh, the federal affairs director. Uh, hey, it's Bo. Um, you know, if you back up and, and look at it from a 30,000-foot view and the tinfoil hat is on securely, um, you think that, okay, uh, people there's, there's a lot of people that do want legalized recreational marijuana, so they do that. I could almost foresee a push for a drug test at the gun store that uh, could, you know, not just trust a, a, a person filling out that form, 4473, but actually do a drug test, big picture, down the road, maybe 5, 10, 20, or whatever it is, to then uh, to then unarm America in a way. Well, hey, we gave you the, the weed. You wanted the weed. There you go. And now we're going to change it. I think that is, is a, a scary proposition. Uh, when you think of it as both parties are supporting, you know, recreational marijuana, and then you have the the right really pushing for the Second Amendment. Your thoughts on that idea? Well, I think it's best to never give a bureaucrat the chance to say no. So adding some sort of extra test you have to pass before you can go and purchase a firearm is going to be a problem no matter what way uh, you spin it. I would, <clears throat> I would not like to see uh, a new drug test implemented. I think that most people that go to the gun store to buy a firearm are law-abiding citizens, and, and we know yes. for a fact that uh, the people, like criminals and people that are going to break the law with firearms get their guns illegally off the street anyway. Um, so, you know, I don't think that something like that would make us um, any safer. And I think that if we're going to say as a society that people can, you know, use marijuana recreationally or medicinally or whatever, um, and that's a lawful thing to do, that you should also be able to defend your uh, your home, your loved ones, uh, your life uh, with yes. a firearm, if you so choose. So yeah. we, we do the same with, with alcohol. It's not like if you drink alcohol, you get drunk and party on the weekends that you can never own a gun or defend your life anymore. Um, and so I think if we're going to decide the same on marijuana as a country, whatever we do, uh, then everyone who participates in that law-abiding activity should be able to exercise their Second Amendment. So, Aiden, there was a federal judge in Oklahoma, I believe uh, he was a Trump appointee, who dismissed an indictment against a guy who'd been charged back in August with this very thing, violating federal law prohibiting marijuana users from possessing firearms. Um, this judge ruled, if I read this correctly, based on the Bruin decision, that this was a, that this violated this guy's constitutional rights. Yeah, this is uh, one of the many fruits of the Bruin decision was not only that it said you have a right to carry a firearm outside uh, the home for self-defense purposes, uh, which is absolutely true, but it also affirmed a test uh, for the Second Amendment um, that judges had not been using. They had been interest balancing and using that interest balancing test to, uh, to allow for gun control. Um, but really, now they're supposed to use what's called a text and history test. So if you want to say that this gun law is constitutional, you have to prove that it comports with the text of the Second Amendment and that there's some sort of historical analog at the time of the founding. So if someone could find a gun law that said 
um, you're not allowed to own a musket and smoke pot, then maybe these kinds of gun bans would be constitutional. But you're not going to find those laws uh, because the Second Amendment really meant shall not be infringed to our founding fathers. And at that time, you know, they recognized the, the need for everyone to have firearms for defense from criminals and from tyrants. Well, if your concealed carries a musket, you're probably uh, smoking peyote, not uh, marijuana. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I just I just sat in a training session uh, yesterday with an attorney that was talking about uh, legal recreational weed uh, in Missouri and uh, the workplace and, you know, the challenges that they're going to have, challenges that law enforcement is going to have. You know, do you can you go off of, you know, what you smell, you know, if you smell or uh, reek of, of, of a skunk or your eyes are blurry or you're talking too much or something like that. And it was interesting because it just seems like you're, you know, they're splitting hairs like so carefully because, you know, somebody that uh, that legally smokes outside the workplace and loses their job. Uh, because they were high when they came to work, that it's going to get dicey because the, the ADA could be involved or, you know, all these things. So when it comes to the gun ownership of America, I mean, if you look at marijuana and the users that do that and they go out on the weekend and they go to the range with their firearm to, to uh, you know, to go practice, they're, they're probably more than likely not smoking marijuana even before they go to the range, I would think. Um, so it's going to be a really dicey thing moving forward. However, with this judge in Oklahoma uh, setting precedents, in, at least in this case, it's just going to be a muddy walk down this road, don't you think? <laughs> well, ultimately, uh, you are responsible for whatever you do with a firearm when you're carrying in public, uh, when you're at the range. You know, if you if you use marijuana and then go out and carry a firearm and then shoot yourself in the foot, shoot someone else by accident or whatever, you're fully responsible and liable for that mistake. So, you know, <clears throat> I think that the law is already covered for we have laws about what you can and can't do with a firearm in public. It is to be holstered and carried around on your person for self-defense purposes, and that's it. You don't take it out for anything else. Um, and and so I, I think we have those laws down pat. I think um, you don't need something extra special criminalizing people uh, that have, you know, smell like marijuana and also are, you know, concealing a firearm. Um, we should have those. Uh, I, think it, I think it would be covered under federal law. So, or law. so I think that might be um, splitting hairs a little bit if someone's trying to say, oh, this is going to be so dangerous. Um, and I would also note that um, at least when it comes to alcohol, there are some states that let you, um, you know, have a beer, not get intoxicated, but have uh, a drink or two and carry a firearm in a bar, say, um, and we don't see that it's the Wild West. You know, most people are responsible with the way they use um, right. substances like alcohol. And I think that's just something that our society is going to have to figure out as um, marijuana becomes more and more prevalent at the state level. Yeah, that's probably true. Aiden Johnson with the uh, Gun Owners of America. Quickly, Aiden, before we have to go, is GOA playing a role in these lawsuits against the ridiculous weapons ban in Illinois because I see that several judges now have stepped in and and stayed this thing until they can get a higher court to rule on it. Yes, so Gun Owners of America did file a lawsuit in Illinois against that unconstitutional assault weapons ban. Uh, we have not gotten a stay on our particular case, but we're glad to see that other folks have been successful with that. You know, we're there to defend uh, everyone's gun rights, and we're in all 50 state capitals. So um, if you're in Illinois, we're there. We're trying to help you 
And uh, hang tight. Excellent. Aiden Johnston, listen, always great having you on with the Gun Owners of America. Uh, Where can people go to find out more and show their support? So you can go to gunowners.org and you can sign up for our free email action alert list. That's where uh, my team of federal lobbyists or our state lobbyists will give you uh, email action alerts, let you know how you can best defend your rights by talking to your politicians, what to say, who to say it to, and when to say it. Um, And you can also join us and become a member at gunowners.org. And it does make a difference. Aiden Johnston, thanks for your hard work at Gun Owners of America. We will have you on again soon as this is a a, a very fluid story moving forward. But uh, thanks for your time today. Always great to chat. Thank you, guys. All right. And I uh, just want to remind you, if uh, you found this conversation uh, interesting, uh, to make sure you share it, the the podcast, with like-minded individuals or, or those that uh, are unlike uh, other individuals. Coming up, we've got uh, Reed Lowe. Former blues enforcer is going to join us on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors to talk about uh, the third annual Bourbon for Badges. Love that name. Uh, We're going to do that coming up next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.